Chapter 17, verses 26 through 37. Of Catina Aria, Gospel of St. Luke, Part 2, by St. Thomas Aquinas. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Verses 26 through 30. And as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be also in the days of the Son of Man. They did eat, they drank, they married wives, they were given in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and the flood came and destroyed them all. Likewise also, as it was in the days of Lot, they did eat, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven, and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. Bede, the coming of our Lord, which he had compared to lightning, flying swiftly across the heavens, he now likens to the days of Noah and Lot, when a sudden destruction came upon mankind. Chrysostom, for refusing to believe the words of warning, they were suddenly visited with a real punishment from God. But their unbelief proceeded from self-indulgence and softness of mind. For such as a man's wishes and inclinations are, will also be his expectations. Therefore it follows, they eat and drank. Ambrose, he rightly declares the deluge to have been caused by our sins. For God did not create evil, but our deservings found it out for themselves. Let it not, however, be supposed that marriages, or again meat and drink, are condemned, seeing that by the one succession is sustained by the other nature, but moderation is to be sought for in all things. For whatsoever is more than this is of evil. Bede. Now Noah builds the ark mystically. The Lord builds his church of Christ's faithful servants by uniting them together in one, as smooth pieces of wood. And when it is perfectly finished, he enters it, as at the day of judgment. He who ever dwells within his church enlightens it with his visible presence. But while the ark is in building, the wicked flourish. When it is entered, they perish as they who revile the saints in their warfare here, shall, when they are crowned hereafter, be smitten with eternal condemnation. Eusebius, having used the example of the deluge, that no one might expect a future deluge by water, our Lord cites, secondly, the example of Lot, to show the manner of the destruction of the wicked, namely that the wrath of God would descend upon them by fire from heaven. Bede, Passing by the unutterable wickedness of the Sodomites, he mentions only those which may be thought trifling offenses, or none at all, that you may understand how fearfully unlawful pleasures are punished, when lawful pleasures taken to excess receive for their reward fire and brimstone. Eusebius, he does not say that fire came down from heaven upon the wicked Sodomites before that lot went out from them, just as the deluge did not swallow up the inhabitants of the earth before that Noah entered the ark. For as long as Noah and Lot dwelt with the wicked, God suspended his anger that they might not perish together with the sinners. But when he would destroy those, he withdrew the righteousness. So also at the end of the world, the consummation shall not come before all the just are separated from the wicked. Bede, for he who in the meantime Though we see him not, yet sees all things, shall then appear to judge all things. And he shall come especially at that time 
when he shall see all who are forgetful of his judgments in bondage to this world. Theophylact, for when Antichrist has come, then shall men become wanton, given up to abominable vices, as the apostle says, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. For if Antichrist is the dwelling place of every sin, what else will he then implant in the miserable race of men but what belongs to himself? And this our Lord implies by the instances of the deluge and the people of Sodom. Bede, no mystically lot which is interpreted turning aside, is the people of the elect who while in Sodom, i.e. among the wicked, live as strangers, to the utmost of their power turning aside from all their wicked ways. But when Lot went out, Sodom is destroyed, for at the end of the world the angels shall go forth and sever the wicked from among the just, and cast them into a furnace of fire. The fire and brimstone, however, which he relates to have rained from heaven, does not signify the flame itself of everlasting punishment, but the sudden coming of that day. Verses 31 through 33. In that day he which shall be upon the housetop, and his stuff in the house, let him not come down to take it away. And he that is in the field, let him likewise not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whosoever shall seek to save his life shall lose it, and whosoever shall lose his life shall preserve it. Ambrose. Because good men must needs on account of the wicked be sore vexed in this world, in order that they may receive a more plentiful reward in the world to come, they are here punished with certain remedies, as it is here said, in that day, etc. That is, if a man goes up to the top of his house and rises to the summit of the highest virtues, let him not fall back to the groveling business of this world. Augustine, for he is on the housetop who, departing from carnal things, breathes, as it were, the free air of a spiritual life. But the vessels in the house are their carnal senses, which many using to discover truth, which is only taken in by the intellect, have entirely missed it. Let the spiritual man then beware, lest in the day of tribulation he again take pleasure in the carnal life which is fed by the bodily senses, and descend to take away this world's vessels. It follows, and he that is in the field, let him not turn back. That is, he who labors in the church, as Paul planting and Apollos watering, let him not look back upon the worldly prospects which he has renounced. Theophylact. Matthew relates all these things to have been said by our Lord with reference to the destruction of Jerusalem. And when the Romans came upon them, they who were on the housetop would not come down to take anything, but fly at once. Nor they that were in the field return home, and surely so it was at the taking of Jerusalem, and again will it be at the coming of Antichrist, but much more at the completion of all things, when that intolerable destruction shall come. Eusebius, he hereby implies that a persecution will come from the son of perdition upon Christ faithful. By that day, then, he means the time previous to the end of the world, in which let not him who is flying return, nor care to lose his goods, lest he imitate Lot's wife, who, when she fled out of the city of Sodom, turning back, died and became a pillar of salt. Ambrose, 
Because thus she looked back, she lost the gift of her nature. For Satan is behind, behind also Sodom. Wherefore, flee from intemperance, turn away from lust, for recollect that he who turned back not to his old pursuits escaped, because he reached the mount, whereas she looking back to what was left behind could not even by the aid of her husband reach the mount, but remained fixed. Augustine, Lot's wife represents those who in time of trouble look back and turn aside from the hope of the divine promise, and hence she was made a pillar of salt, as a warning to men not to do likewise, and to season as it were their hearts, lest they become corrupt. Theophylact. Next follows the promise, whosoever shall seek, etc., as if he said, let no man in the persecutions of Antichrist seek to secure his life, for he shall lose it. But whoso shall expose himself to trials and death shall be safe, never submitting himself to the tyrant from his love of life. Cyril, how a man may lose his own life to save it, St. Paul explains when he speaks to some who crucified their flesh with the affections and lusts, that is, with perseverance and devotion engaging in the conflict. Verses 34 through 37. I tell you, in that night there shall be two men in one bed, the one shall be taken and the other shall be left. Two women shall be grinding together, and one shall be taken and the other left. Two men shall be in the field, the one shall be taken and the other left. And they answered and said unto him, Where, Lord? And he said unto them, Wheresoever the body is, thither the eagles be gathered together. Bede, our Lord had just before said that he who is in the field must not turn back, lest this should seem to have been spoken of those only who would openly return from the field, that is, who would publicly deny their Lord. He goes on to show that there are some who, while seeming to turn their face forward, are yet in their heart looking behind. Ambrose, he rightly says, night, for Antichrist is the hour of darkness, because he pours a dark cloud over the minds of men while he declares himself to be Christ. But Christ, as lightning, shines brightly that we may be able to see in that night the glory of the resurrection. Augustine, or he says in that night, meaning in that tribulation. Theophylact, or he teaches us the suddenness of Christ's coming which we are told will be in the night. And having said that the rich can scarcely be saved, he shows that not all the rich perish, nor all the poor saved. Cyril. For by the two men in one bed, he seems to denote the rich who repose themselves in worldly pleasures. For a bed is a sign of rest. But not all who abound in riches are wicked. But if one is good and elect in the faith, he will be taken but another who is not so will be left. For when our Lord descends to judgment, he will send his angels, who while they leave behind on the earth the rest to suffer punishment, will bring the holy and righteous men to him. According to the apostles' words, we shall be caught up together in the clouds to meet Christ in the air. Ambrose, or out of the same bed of human infirmity, one is left, that is, rejected, Another is taken up, that is, is caught to meet Christ in the air. By the two grinding together, he seems to imply the poor and the oppressed, to which belongs what follows. Two men shall be in the field, etc. For in these there is no slight difference, 
for some nobly bear up against the burden of poverty, leading a lowly but honest life, and these shall be taken up, but the others are very active in wickedness, and they shall be left out. Or those grinding at the mill seem to represent such as seek nourishment from hidden sources, and from secret places draw forth things openly to view, and perhaps the world is a kind of corn mill, in which the soul is shut up as in a bodily prison, and in this corn mill, either the synagogue or the soul exposed to sin, like the wheat, softened by grinding and spoilt by too great moisture, cannot separate the outward from the inner parts, and so is left because its flower dissatisfies. But the holy church, or the soul which is not soiled by the stains of sin, which grinds such wheat as is ripened by the heat of the eternal sun, presents to God a good flower from the secret shrines of the heart. Who the two men and the field are, we discover if we consider that there are two minds in us, one of the outer man which wasteth away, the other of the inner man which is renewed by the sacrament. These are then the laborers in the field, the one of which by diligence brings forth good fruit, the other by idleness loses that which he has. Or those who are compared we may interpret to be two nations, one of which being faithful is taken, the other being unfaithful is left. Augustine, or there are three classes of men here represented, the first composed of those who prefer their ease and quiet, and busy not themselves in secular or ecclesiastical concerns, and this quiet life of theirs is signified by the bed. The next class embraces those who, being placed among the people, are governed by teachers, and such he has described by the name of women, because it is best for them to be ruled by the advice of those who are set over them. And he has described these as grinding at the mill, because in their hands revolves the wheel and circle of temporal concerns, and with reference to these matters he has represented them as grinding together, inasmuch as they give their services to the benefit of the church. The third class are those who labor in the ministry of the church, as in the field of God. In each of these three classes, then, there are two sorts of men, of which one abide in the church and are taken up, the other fall away and are left. Ambrose, for God is not unjust that he should separate in his reward of their deserts, men, of like pursuits in life and not differing in the quality of their actions. But the habit of living together does not equalize the merits of men, for not all accomplish what they attempt. But he only who shall persevere to the end shall be saved. Cyril, when he said that some should be taken up, the disciples not unprofitably inquire, Where, Lord? Bede, our Lord was asked two questions, where the good should be taken up and where the bad left. He gave only one answer, and left the other to be understood, saying, Wheresoever the body is, thither will the eagles be gathered together. Cyril, as if he said, As when a dead body is thrown away, all the birds which feed on human flesh flock to it. So when the Son of Man shall come, all the angels, that is, the saints, shall haste to meet him. Ambrose, for the souls of the righteous are likened to eagles, because they soar high and forsake the lower parts, and are said to live to a great age. Now concerning the body, we can have no doubt, 
and above all, if we remember that Joseph received the body from Pilate. And do not you see the eagles around the body? Are the women and apostles gathered together around our Lord's sepulchre? Do you not see then, when he shall come in the clouds, and every eye shall behold him? But the body is that of which it was said, My flesh is meat indeed. And around this body are the eagles which fly about on the wings of the Spirit. Around it also eagles which believe that Christ has come in the flesh. And this body is the church, in which, by the grace of baptism, we are renewed in the Spirit. Eusebius, or by the eagles feeding on the dead animals, he here has described the rulers of the world, and those who shall at the time persecute the saints of God, in whose power are left all those who are unworthy of being taken up, who are called the body or carcass. Or by the eagles are meant the avenging powers, which shall fly about to torment the wicked. Augustine, now these things which Luke has given us, in a different place from Matthew, he either relates by anticipation, so as to mention beforehand what was afterwards spoken by our Lord, or he means us to understand that they were twice uttered by him. End of chapter 17